Well, good morning. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show. And I want to thank you for getting up and being with me this morning. I am on Saturday mornings here at 9 and then Sunday mornings a little bit later, 9.30. And we are going to do um, something super exciting today and tomorrow. I am uh, with a dear friend of mine, Miss Barb Buckland. Good morning, Barb. Good morning, Amy. Glad to be here. And we are talking about something that... Uh, is fairly new, as we were just saying, starting the show. But we are going to talk about joy and joy as um, something that creates a life for us that God intended that very few of us walk in. Um, even as Christians, we have this desperate need for a joy-filled life. And we know that the Bible, if we are Christians, talks a lot about joy. But Barb has been, I guess, I mean, you've really been focused on this now for a few years and have been in contact with um, a lot of people, neuroscientists yes. that are Christians, yes. that have written books about this. That's right. I mean, now they're training leaders on joy and That's how right. that transforms even a, te- a team that a leader ha- may have under them. Mm-hmm. Um, not just that we need joy um, as a part of our recovery. Absolutely. Um, as a part of us being whole. And so Barb is going to be with me uh, today and tomorrow and we are going to podcast both of these shows right up on my website amymillslive.com you can jump on there get all the podcasts for all the radio shows we've ever done and then that also will take you to sold out ministries which is the foundation of this program but barb um, as we get started you know i actually heard your a bit of your testimony for the first time I'm trying to remember when it was, if it was maybe the interview with Dan Duvall or Could maybe it was at the training I was at. But I, I did not know some of that about um, really you kind of starting all of this later in life. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, with what you guys have done with Luke 418 Ministries, I feel like you've been doing it your whole life. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> then I would have been joyful my whole life, right? Exactly. Missed that early part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a latecomer to the faith. So right? amazing. Will you just yeah. kind of um, walk us briefly through that? It's so, It's. I think it's really um, impactful for listeners who feel like maybe they've missed the boat or, yeah. or the, that maybe a loved one, right? Has Absolutely. Missed the boat. That's yeah. not going to make it. Yes. Right. I'm, I'm sure there were people that looked at me and said, she's never going to change. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up in Chicago and in a, uh, a safe house, but a house where God had no part in it at all and, uh, was sent to church with a neighbor, uh, to a Lutheran church where I learned the books of the Bible but never learned anything about relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Never uh, thought there was a relationship, right. never understood that at all. And so I went the uh, first 50 years of my life um, knowing that that there was something missing. You know, when things got rough, I was married to an alcoholic, so when things got rough and tough, I would find my way to a church someplace mm-hmm but would come out still feeling feeling better. I knew there was something there that I came for, right? So that would, uh, I, I would sense that in my spirit, though I would not have understood that at the time, yeah. that I had a spirit, right? Right. But um, I never, yeah. uh, still never had uh, 
had found uh, that relationship with the Lord. And actually, it happened in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, we were going, I found a church, walked into it for the first time where they were doing praise songs instead of hymns. Mm. And it was filled, populated with ex-hippies that had come in, <laughs> the love people that had come in from Taos and various places around the country. Wow. And they were just a precious bunch of people mm. that were now having kids mm. and had moved out of their communes or whatever that style of life had been and uh, had found Jesus. And so that's where I found Jesus and was baptized with the Holy Spirit. In that church. In that church, wow. yeah. But in that church also, at the same time with all of that, there was a, uh, the pastor was, um, we have to remember we're in Santa Fe, so there was every kind of cult, every kind of demonic activity mm -hmm. you could ever imagine going on. Nobody had a clue about that. So uh, the pastor of that church was taken out of out with deep depression. Mm. Um, the Catholic priest was, he was murdered. The Episcopal priest died of AIDS. Oh, my word. Yeah, two other pastors were taken out by affairs. So there was major warfare going on, which nobody understood. Sure. And uh, really, as far as I I knew at the time there was no real prayer about that, understanding no of the covering. power of prayer, no mm -hmm. covering, right? So they were taken out. and uh, But what happened was that I got finally filled with the Holy Spirit in my 50s, and um, then we moved to, my husband had lung problems, so he couldn't stay up at that altitude anymore. And uh, so we moved down from off the mountain, which I thought we'd always stay there, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's beautiful and yes. has some wonderful things about the city. Um, but we moved down, ended up in Austin in 1997. Wow. 1993, excuse me, 93. And uh, then I uh, was given a book by Edsel Vosso, uh, That None Should Perish, went up to his meeting went down to, before I left that meeting, I signed up to go to a, uh, a, a, a mission trip that summer in Argentina, mm -hmm. uh, along with a whole batch of young people under 25. I was mom, gram, whatever. <laughs> and it was wonderful uh, because part of the reason it was so wonderful is those people understood warfare prayer and healing prayer. Mm -hmm. The people from Argentina understood oh, it. Oh, I got you. And so we just you know, caught it there, came back from that trip, uh, knowing that what God had done in this little town of San Nicolas, which was all miraculous and all is an answer in to Argentina. prayer. In Argentina. In mm Argentina, -hmm. yeah. Uh, they had unity of the pastors. We just really saw amazing move of the Lord, lots of healing, signs, wonders, uh, which I had never seen before any place, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what I realized was the power of prayer. And uh before the week was over, the weather had changed. There were no accidents, no uh, major crimes in the city. Mm -hmm. The newspaper actually came to the uh, place where we were to find out what was going on. Wow. And I thought, whoa, that's different than what we normally see. Wow. You're right. So I came back with the words of Ed's words at the time, Ed Savoso, uh, shifting the spiritual climate, city reaching, transformation, those words I had never heard before. Mm. And uh, the words that we're all speaking now, or a lot of people are speaking, yeah. but we're not speaking at that time. So, um, wow. But I knew that God wanted to do in Austin mm. what he had done in, in San Al Nicholas. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's amazing. And I know there's more to this story. So let's um, let's head off to break here. But when we come back, I want you to finish 
this testimony and then we'll roll that into what you guys are doing and what you as the executive director of Loop 418 Ministries um, are doing within the city, um, kind of what they were doing in Argentina way back then. We'll be right back, guys. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused On You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Welcome back. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. I'm here with Miss Barb Buckland, the Executive Director of Luke 418 Ministries, and um, she is sharing a bit of her testimony. But after we do this, we're going to launch in to this conversation about joy and the desperate need that all of us have um, for a joy-filled life, but that it's God's plan for us. And um, so let's finish this story. So you have come back to Austin Mm -hmm. from this mission trip and really have been introduced to supernatural things that are just new to you and you're not seeing really done here in the city. No, I didn't know anything about power, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we were we just sort of got grafted into that prayer. And uh, they also uh, they were so uh, focused on people, you know, mm. and what I realized from the very beginning in Argentina is that the language is not a barrier. It's the Holy Spirit that's speaking. So the, that while we were speaking in English, the, the people that were the Hispanic people, the Argentines were getting it through the Holy Spirit. Wow. So we would pray for people, you know, at Particularly at that time, there was such a heaviness over the women, particularly because of all the kids that had been killed, disappeared uh, during the persecution, right? And so there was definitely that that uh, sense of loss, a uh, lot of sense of death in the nation. And we would see, when we would pray for people, we would see particularly the women start to dance because wow. that's their culture. And their countenance would change. They would start to dance. They'd lift up their hands and praise the Lord. And I'll tell you, that was, for me, life-changing, that that could happen right in front of your eyes, oh, right? Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. Yes. And Ed had a vision of, while we were down there of a prayer fair. Mm. And uh, so everybody scrambled to do that. We went out and gave out coupons for free, free prayer. Love it. And I'll have to say the enemy would say, well, who's going to come up to a gringo, you know, to yeah. get prayer? So I was standing with another Hispanic. Yell, and the prayer fair uh, was for depression was mm-hmm. actually what our booth was called mm-hmm. and it the women came almost all women from noon till six o'clock it was a steady stream in that town wow. of people that came for prayer mm-hmm. and we saw people just transformed like mm-hmm. that and, and again I was speaking English and they were being yeah. transformed right it was just Holy Spirit driven in fact, at one point, a lady really started to hyperventilate, and I just spoke peace over her and so forth, and she just calmed down. I thought, okay, I get she's, it, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> right? she's getting it. I just she gets it, it, I get it, yeah. So I came here, and within a, a week, a friend invited me down to Church Under the Bridge, mm-hmm. and they were just, at that point, Church Under the Bridge was just seven times a year. Now it's every Sunday, right? Uh, so I went down with them, and we just started to pray 
naturally, I just prayed the way I had learned in Argentina and uh, started going down there week every once a month. But it ended up to going down every week because uh, people got saved and they said, well, what do we do in between your times, right? Right, right. So we saw people delivered from AIDS, uh, cancer, I mean, just across the board, just lots of healings. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I mean... I mean, le- absolutely delivered from. They'd go back to their doctors, and they would be free of whichever those things were and mm-hmm. healed. And um, mm-hmm. so that was what totally transformed my thinking. And Luke 418 started really because of Church Under the Bridge, the really? homeless people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We felt that we needed some sort of vehicle to be able to buy boots or bus tickets or whatever sure. was involved, whatever right? So that's how we started Luke 418 was to be able to do that and uh, to really minister a church under the bridge. And we still go down there once a quarter. Mm-hmm. And I've got lots of friends that still call. Uh, in fact, one of those friends was at my house last night. She came and I hadn't seen her in a long time. But she had deliverance down at the bridge. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. It is fantastic. That has morphed into this amazing ministry that you guys have. Um, and, and, and now just uh, this same process is for the city. That's right. Anybody, everybody, you know, somebody who lives under the bridge, a pastor, a friend of a friend. I mean, these are the people that are coming to you all weekly that are getting, getting set, getting free, free. set free, getting healed, getting delivered. Yeah, what I see it is is you know when uh, when the friends came to unwrap Lazarus mm-hmm. and take off those grave clothes, yeah. that reminds me of the process because sometimes you need some friends to help you along Amen. the way, right? <laughs> yes. And so we're there to do that. And uh, uh, a pastor's mom uh, gave me gave me a call one day, and I did not know her. But she uh, said that she had just moved here from Oregon, and she had a prayer pattern, and the Lord had said to give it to to me, to call and to give it to me. So that was a supernatural thing as well, right? Wow. Yeah, and we were just, we were using um, some material of Seven Steps to Freedom, which yeah. was good, but we yeah, knew it wasn't enough, it, right? We, yeah. yeah, we could see that even then. We knew, well, this isn't, there's more. Mm. So she called, gave us that prayer pattern, and that prayer is still part of the manual part of the procedure that we use today wow yeah amazing so uh, yeah yeah you know just uh, for all of you out there listening to this testimony and some of you are listening and you're you're not believers yet and you're just trying to figure this whole thing out and um and and it's you know it's kind of like um maybe strange or weird to hear that the lord the spirit of the lord um truly heals and truly delivers and truly has that power to change somebody's life from they're going to the left and now they're all of a sudden they're going to the right. I mean, Mm -hmm. we serve a God of supernatural power that um, a lot of us don't enter into because we can't get our head around it. That's right. right. We mm-hmm. can't process it. And make I haven't sense seen of it. it very much. I mean, mm-hmm. I had never seen it. And you think about people growing up in the in city the, today. Well, even in, in the, the church. church. No, you don't see it in the church. No. So for me, it was like a, whoa, this is different than anything I'd ever seen. Yeah. And for and, me, too, I grew up in yeah. the church, but I grew up in the Baptist church. And yeah. you didn't see Never that saw there. the power. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those people that are not at all familiar with freedom or deliverance work, it's not yelling and screaming and mm-hmm. having, you know, crazy manifestations. Mm-hmm. We n- never 
or hardly ever, maybe one in a thousand cases, see that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The process that we use is very peaceful, very honoring to the person and honoring to the Lord, right? Exactly. So it's not that old. It's not the TV. It's not the TV snakes and No, 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 no. No, (laughs) I wouldn't be doing it if that were the case. Right, but I mean, you know, we think a lot of us only have to go off of what we see on television, and and that's not at all the way it is. Yeah. We know, here's what, um, and we want to come back and um, probably jump right into joy so that we can finish that tomorrow morning on Sunday. But I think that we have to understand that God is a God of order. He's a God of peace. And at the same time, he has this power um, to come and cast out, um, you know, foul and, and destructive and horrible um demons potentially or you know these spirits that um, have the desire to kill and steal and destroy I mean that's how violent um, the enemy of our soul is so let's run to break and then I think we'll jump right into this conversation about joy Hey there, guys. It's Amy. I just wanted to take a quick break and talk to you about some communication that we are going to start sending out to um, all the folks who not only follow this show, Amy Mills Live, but also the folks that follow Sold Out Ministries, which is the ministry that I founded back in 2009 out of my freedom experience. And so we've got this group of people that are loving to hear about um, freedom, and we want to do a better job at communicating with you all. So if you will shoot me an email, amy at soldoutministries.com, and just give me your name and give me your email, we will start sending out a weekly communication piece, whether it's a, a tips for the day or whether it's a scripture or whether it's something that the Lord's brought to my mind. We're going to try to do a better job of communicating with you and lifting you up during the week. So reach out to me at amy at soldoutministries.com. Give me your name and your email. Welcome back. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. I'm here with Miss Barb Buckland. She's the executive director of Luke 418 Ministries here in our city in Austin. And this is a team of sold out people. I'll (laughs) use my own words. They are sold out um, to the things of God and they're sold out to um, just helping people get free so that they can live this amazing life that God has for them. So what Barb and I do is so similar. Our hearts are just completely one when it comes to um, just wanting, you know, our mind, will, and our emotions to be set free and, and purposed on the things of God. And, um, you know, what I think is the a deep part of our passion, Barb, is that um, the freedom is is what we do, and that's our heart, and that's our calling. But it's it's even as exciting when we see people then go out, right? That's right. And do what they're calling, or do what God has asked them to do with a new heart and a new spirit and a new soul, right? Yeah, that's yeah. so. Um, that just 
empowers me so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. One of the things we do during the process is to break off iniquities, those mm-hmm. things that come down generational lines, just like your spiritual DNA. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize uh, most of the time the power that those things have to hold people away from their destiny. Yes. And so breaking those off in and of itself is huge. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are uh, are held back by uh, curses that come through Freemasonry through their generational line at all or witchcraft, whatever those things may be. But breaking those things off is a huge step in the right direction. Um, Well, and the discovery that you guys go through, because um, I know for me, I I didn't know that I even had Freemasonry in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, that was such a huge thing for me. And I had people praying for me at one time saying, that's what the Lord was telling them. And I was like, no, no, no. And they're like, no, that's what the Lord's telling us. I'm like, well, okay, but I don't, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. And then indeed I had gone and talked to my sister that next week and she's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and then she told me it ran all through our family. So, um, yeah. And so, you know, I think it's not about needing to know any of this. It just, it's just that, you know, are you stuck? Are you bound? You know, is there a roadblock? Are you going around the same mountain over and over and over? I mean, these are the signs that tell us that spiritually, Mm -hmm. you know, there could be a hang up there that we need to get free from. That's right. um, Because we're not meant to be stuck. Amen? No, no. We're meant to be moving forward all the time, right? All right. Well, we're going to just have a chance to introduce this, but I know that my listeners are really great about going and getting the podcast when we do a series. But um, one of the main reasons I ask you here this weekend is so that we can start a a, a conversation about joy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think what we'll do in these next five minutes is if you could just share... Um, kind of maybe just how this all began for you, if mm-hmm. you even remember. And then tomorrow's show, we'll go. We'll just do all three segments um, on books about joy and the teachings that you've had on joy, and even what you've seen in other people. Yeah. Well, what I how it started was that I realized that a lot of the people, most of the people that we were taking through deliverance, were low joy. And uh, I ran into very early James Wilder, who calls himself a uh, neurotheologian, which, yeah. he, which he says is not a new word. There have been neurotheologians for, for centuries, right? But uh, Jim had a, uh, a conference that I went to in Michigan uh, back in 11 or 21, <laughs> no, not, 2004, I think it was. And uh, it was the first time I heard anybody talk about how joy is built and where it is in our brain even and how it works, right? And uh, I'll tell you, one of the most meaningful conversations I heard at the time was that our where our joy center is up in that right front orbital center of our brain, it's, uh, the brain is practically not there in a baby when it's born. And it phys- that part of the brain. That part of the brain. It physically forms on the basis of the face that the baby is looking at. Mm. So that if you're dealing with uh, a, a person that had a mom and dad that were just so there for them, you see them building joy, smiling at the baby, you know, that beautiful stuff that's mm-hmm. done in the first three months, six months, year, mm-hmm. and continues on, that baby has a kind of brain that's totally different 
than the baby who is brought up in a family where there's uh, maybe drug addiction, a lot of fear operating. He's looking at a face that's depression or angry, mm-hmm. or in a lot of cases, a face that's no, just not there. No face, no face at, all. at all, right? You think of all the adopted kids that come out of orphanages around the world, and so for are them, you telling us that a brain then develops differently. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So that that uh, brain. The way it's supposed to develop, it should be full of joy and joy connections with people because the definition of joy is being with somebody who is glad to be with you. It's relational. It is totally relational. So if that that face is glad to be with you, that person just treasures you, you are going to have a joy bucket that's full, right, overflowing. Yes. Uh, The other person is at a loss of joy Mm -hmm. so that when something happens to them there's a trauma that comes in you can see if you had a reservoir of joy you could bounce back from it pretty quickly Mm -hmm. you know because you're not going to sink down to the bottom of the joy bucket Mm -hmm. which is where that person will go that has no joy reservoir and it'll be tough for him to get out of it whether it's shame or hopeless despair Mm -hmm. That's when the suicide tendencies come in or somebody's walking just in total fear and panic, you know, confusion and they chaos. Just have nothing to, to, their brain doesn't have anything to revert back to. That's right. And mm-hmm. so it's really difficult and it would take, again, it would take somebody to show them how yeah. to get out to that place, which a mother or dad would do. You mm-hmm. think of a kid falling, right? And you immediately pick it up and love on them and keep kiss the wound and suddenly they're okay again Mm. and that's really the process that should have been there for everyone yeah exactly and so when it's not those the people that we see are often at a great disadvantage Mm -hmm. as they go through life well, I know this is such <coughs> fascinating stuff, and we're going to jump deep into this tomorrow, you all. So I hope you'll join us back here tomorrow at 9.30, and um, then you can, if not, if you're going to miss it, just grab it up on amymillslive.com. We're going to podcast the show there. But this is fascinating because I, I don't know many people this. I mean, this applies to everybody. And can we not all um, have more joy in our life? And so what Barb and I are going to do tomorrow We are going to jump into um, a couple of books, a couple of authors that have really studied this. And I'm going to ask her a lot of questions about an interview that I heard her do on this very subject um, with somebody else. And I have some great questions for her. And we'll even take some excerpts um, out of this book, Barb, Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You. And we'll we'll talk about maybe what um, some of some of these statements mean in this book. But until then, guys, sorry, we are going to have to go. But join us here back tomorrow or jump on AmyMillsLive.com. God bless.